You don't have to be a genius to see I don't know what I'm doing But don't just take it from me Cause you do a lot of dummy, dummy, dumb things too Where am I? Hi kids, my name is Kelly Abraham and you are listening to I Promise I'm Smart, a postgrad podcast about growing up. I am excited to be joined today by someone very special. We went to college together, graduated at the same time, and got to spend some quality time in the theater where he practically resided as a musical theater major and had some awesome roles, by the way. And he loves to make people laugh. Without further ado, please welcome my friend, the brilliant Stephen Mantel. Hello. (laughs) Steve, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Anytime. I think I do have a favorite performance of all of, there's like 20 to pick from of your performances, but I kind of want you to guess what you think my favorite performance of yours is. Um, if I were to pick favorite, it would probably be Five First People because that was one that we like did together and it was dope. But other than that, I'm not Kelly Abraham, so I don't know. <laughs> no, that is a beautiful guess. We we were in a student-directed play together. But, um, I'm wrong. I'm I, dead wrong. But you're super wrong. <laughs> that wasn't even one character, really, because you were playing a bunch of characters. Yeah, we were playing, like, a bunch of different people. But I do really love when you were Superman. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, so okay, it was George and She Loves Me. Okay, like, that was a ton of fun to do. That, like, was very stressful to do, but, like, a ton of fun to do. Really? So fun. It was my favorite because I really liked that character in general, but also I think it was kind of the first time I saw you as, like, a romantic leading man, you know? Is that fair to say? Like, the first time I was, like, not a spaz in some (laughs) way. I know I feel like you're often like the comic relief but also or like the villain or something but you got to be like the leading man you know and it was so yeah. such a cool side of you yeah, that was fun I do like playing villains though because you kind of can just like mess around and like be mean but it's cool yeah. to like have like a lead every now and then yeah. every like decade it would be cool <laughs> not to have one for another while because it is stressful to do <laughs> were you a leading man in high school at all um Yes, I think for like one show. Okay, do you remember what it was? Yeah, I think it was Guys and Dolls, which was fun. Oh, that's crazy. So going off of that, what was your favorite role you ever played at Taylor? I think at Taylor, I don't know, there's something about my freshman year I did um, Judd in Oklahoma, which was like the villain and like something about it was just like the time, the place, I was like a freshman, like the crew of people, like Right. Ton of fun. I, I like peaked way too early. It was no. like the second show I like ever did. And then every show after that was like, man, it's just not, it's not Oklahoma. No. <laughs> but yeah, that probably sticks out in your brain because that was your first time being like, wow, I like really click with these people. And yeah, because I did a show before that. And I think it was like Antigone. So it was like a Greek mm. tragedy type of show. With different director so, too, right? Yeah basically it's like here's a two and a half hour exercise of everybody just being like absurdly depressed like openly (laughs) (laughs) lots of blood nice change pace from that i mean considering the fact i do i did reside in the theater i like was there all the time it was nice when the show that i was like working on at the time was like oh this is actually like not bad this is cool Um, I never saw Antigone because I think I wasn't at Taylor yet, but I remember the uh, everyone being like, more blood, because you guys <laughs> yeah. had so much fake blood yeah, in that show. Yeah, I'm glad that I never saw it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, before we continue, though, I have homework that I assign all of my guests, so are you ready? Yeah, I- I'm going to, like, fail because I, no, like, no. I need to, like, prep, but... <laughs> Please describe yourself in high school in three words or phrases, and then describe your perception of what I would have been like in high school in three words or phrases. Okay, um, three words. Okay, because high school, I, like, changed a lot. Um, Right. So, like, the first half of high school, I was probably very nervous. 
I think that's like somewhat of a phrase. So nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there was like a point in the middle of high school, I think like beginning of junior year that I kind of like got my act together a bit. So maybe like that was the point of, that was the beginning of the deterministic like stage era of Steve Mantel of like, <laughs> okay, get a little bit more determined, get your act together. Then I think near the end of high school, I was just trying to be relaxed a bit more because I spent so much of it like being nervous where you like reach a point where you're like, I don't even know what I'm nervous about. (laughs) I'm just nervous for the sake of being nervous. So that led into the relaxation renaissance of Steve (laughs) Mandel at the end of high school. Um, Uh, And did you say to like say a word of like what I think you were like in yes, high school? Yes, but hold on. First of all, you're such a storyteller that you would make something like that into a like beginning, middle, and end. I'll do three words What's and the phrases. the only way to like divide it where it makes sense? <laughs> no, that does make sense. But like, I just feel like your brain is so, <laughs> it's just yeah, a little like, bit different. I'm like wired as one yeah, could say. to tell stories. And so, yeah, so you start out kind of nervous and then get your act together, then relax. Yes. That was you in high school. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now you can say what you think I was like. Okay. So I think just from what, <laughs> just my friendship with you that high school, you like, my guess would be that you're still like this, you were still the same great person that you are now where you still had like crazy amount of energy and like really funny, like sense of humor, but like just in high school that that hadn't blossomed yet all the way. So there's like this internal Kelly that is like, dynamite awesome that is like (laughs) being suppressed by not coming to terms of like accepting yourself as you like truly are oh my gosh so then yeah I think like I don't know if that would be like the beginning of high school or like all of high school but I think that would be a guess (laughs) that's probably pretty accurate and I so I went to a really small school so I feel like I was able to like be really outgoing towards the end, but I do feel like, it's funny that you say that because I feel like you were one of the people that I started to like really just say whatever I was thinking, like let my sense of humor be really weird with or whatever, because you would be like, whoa, like people would be like, did that just come from Kelly? And like, you'd be like, like, yeah, guys, um, like Kelly's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Because I remember, um, in college, like, we first met because we were working on Fools, and, like, you were, like, a, you were, like, a stage manager on it. Yeah. And you were, like, really nice. And, like... <laughs> no idea what I was doing. My sophomore year, we were working on Cyrano de Bergerac, which is, like, this three-and-a-half-hour long, like, French show, and you would just, like, make all these, like, Where crazy, you were a villain. Like, jokes. <laughs> Wait, you weren't a villain. You were... Sorry. Go yeah, I, I wasn't. I wish I was a villain in it. Because it would have been more fun. I was just remembering the Snape like wig, so I was thinking of you as a villain because yeah, it was it was a Snape wig. Mm -hmm. It was itchy though, like oh, very itchy. But um, (laughs) but yeah, then like software, you would just like have these like really funny jokes, and I would just like why like why did we experiencing that was like why was Kelly like not doing that freshman year like oh. so it was freaking awesome that's nice I feel like anyone listening to the podcast is gonna be like people always say Kelly's funny but she hasn't made one joke yet like I haven't laughed once during this podcast um <laughs> you guys one day I'll get there but thank you so oh I have the three that I had free what I thought you would have been like in high school <laughs> and the first one is outgoing because I just assumed that you were like kind of a class clown. The second one is kind because I think in high school I can see you just being like one of the all around like nice guys that talks to everybody and like wants to include people. And then the third one is deep thinker just because I know you're a deep thinker now so I can see you in high school being like a little bit more of a deep deeper thinker than other guys maybe (laughs) or not than just other people in general in high school. Yeah I think those are all pretty accurate and this is good that it's like set up in a way where we know like the different like eras of high school where like all of those things were true or at least all of those things were things I like tried to be first half of high school which is like very nervous while trying to do all those things Uh and then the last half of high school during the like relaxation renaissance I could actually enjoy doing those things and not feel like 
somebody's breathing like down on me. It's like, oh, I can be nice because it's nice to be nice, not to be nice because I will seek some validation by doing it. Okay, so you already mentioned fools, but I was going to just mention how when we met, I've told you this before, I think, but I was like fresh off the plane from Ireland, like had no idea what college, what like normal college was like or what college theater at all would be like and so I don't remember how this came to be but I think Erin Gatilli is it Gatilli is that how you say her name yeah I think it's Gatilli um I think if it's wrong she'll probably let us know yeah good I think she asked me I don't know maybe I don't know she asked me to be her stage manager I don't know how she knew me I just specifically remember thinking that you were older than a freshman and you guys were all kind of like friends already and I was like very intimidated by you so I was trying to think of like when did we actually start becoming friends friends because I was definitely intimidated by you before we became friends man that's awful like I feel like be like feel validated by that because my freshman year I like I had to like grow like this beard a lot for like different stuff so like you were not the only person that thought I was like older there's people who thought I was like staff at that school and like would ask me like where's the bathroom or could you clean this spot? And it's oh. like, I'm like, in, I'm like a 19 year old student oh. here. Like, I'll help you clean it, but I'm not I'm the guy. Will you clean this spot? <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of that, I feel like your face probably went through some of the most, um, I don't want to say abuse, but I want to say abuse from everybody most, asking like, you. Facial like manipulation. Yes. Like, like because you were one of the few people that could grow a good, could grow solid facial hair, but also they'd be like, okay, shave it. Now we're going to glue stuff to your face. Now can you grow it? Not like it would be, I feel like people just didn't ever realize what they were asking of you with facial hair stuff. Yeah, which was kind of like funny because like when you're doing that, you have to like go through like the rest of your life outside of it. Right. So like, it's, You'd yeah, have it's like a handlebar I mustache. Like, I can like track like the different, seasons of time when like whenever I walk down a hallway like which women would like avoid me or like <sighs> change like their paths like coming across when it's like oh like lights double it's fine like who, who like who is this chump but like <laughs> mutton chops like Steve then it's like then then there's like that you see you see the dodgeball tactics where people were like evasively trying not to deal with that. Listen, you can tell yourself it was the facial hair, but I've been avoiding you every time I saw you in the hallway. If I was somebody else too, and I saw me, I feel like, get me away from this man. (laughs) Okay. So last night, Steve and I talked on the phone for a bit and I had literally just written this part, like when you called me. So you already know this, but... Oh, yeah, just I, for everyone watching, this is all scripted. I'm reading a monitor. We're yeah, all reading monitors. I told him what to say so that... So when he, whenever he starts complimenting me, you'll know that I am complimenting myself and paying him to say these things about me. Yeah, but, and also not being paid much, but I, I will still take... <laughs> yeah, we're post-grads. That's, <laughs> we will take anything. Um, okay. So yeah, I was like, you are someone that if we were ever talking at the end of the day or you're, you were like driving me back from somewhere or we're walking back from the theater or whatever, I'd be like, well, guess I'm not going to bed until 3am today because we both just love to talk. And I, and I mean that as a compliment, of course, that you're someone that I could talk to for that long, but I would just be like, well, guess I'm not going to bed till three. Cause we would get into like conversations. Yeah, Cause it would just turn into like, we're in some like lobby and then we're like in that lobby for like five hours or something (laughs) (laughs) like there's people like at their desk like looking at us like what are you (laughs) (laughs) but and then so I just thought it was funny that like at the end of I like looked at my phone after our conversation it was like a couple hours long and I was like ah nothing's changed (laughs) (laughs) a year later and then can I bring up another moment that has literally zero relevance to anything but it just made me very happy zero relevance yeah bring it up (laughs) i think actually only you will care at all about this okay but do you remember when you and andrew wolf and i were walking back to our dorms at night and okay i always wear these like long sweaters and i don't do my hair and stuff and so i was looking at our shadows (laughs) and i was like we literally look like ron harry and hermione 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Because <laughs> my hair was, like, big and bushy, and then I look over, and then, so right, I said that to you guys, and we all just looked at each other, and we were like, whoa, because you, Steve has dark hair and glasses, Andrew Wolf's a redhead, like and I was just, like, bushy-haired with, like, this robe on, and it just made me very happy. We're literally the eighth book, <laughs> and not, like, the cursed child, like, a continuation of, like, the eighth book. Oh, yeah. Harry Potter. Yes. I always thought, I, didn't we, didn't we, like, make fun of Liz for that, too? Because, like, yeah, it was, we like, the like... one day Liz wasn't with us, and we're, like, <laughs> oh, I guess, like, Liz is, like, some Luna love. Lavender brown. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Speaking of how I can talk a lot, I do think that I have so many embarrassing moments because when I'm talking to people, I get so excited to be connecting with them that I like lose my filter and just like say whatever comes to my head and so here's an example um my brother-in-law's sister I think she was turning like 35 and I don't know her super well but I was like super excited to be talking with her and I was probably 19 at the time and she looked younger than that to me so when I asked how old she was um, and she was like, oh, I'm turning 35 or whatever. I was like, oh, I didn't know you were that old or, or something like, you don't look old or something. And then I backtracked and was like, no, not that it's not that it's that old. Like I'd literally date like someone your age. And everyone was like, what are you? And that's just like a perfect example of me always like just saying what's in my head and not thinking about it because I'm just so excited to like keep talking. It's like such like a borderline of like like oh you look great for your age but also like you you shouldn't be the age that you are. Like <laughs> I think they thought it was funny because they like apparently still bring it up and I'm like oh good I'm glad their whole family knows I would date a 35 year old including all of them. Do you have any embarrassing stories from high school or growing up that you feel comfortable sharing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've reached the point after the re relaxation renaissance brought forth the introspective millennia, which is <laughs> what I'm continuing. Like, I'm still like in that era now. Are you writing much. a memoir? Are I mean, these the sure. titles right of your now, chapters? I mean, yeah, I'm just writing notes on top of the script you sent me. So, yes. <laughs> I would, so, you um, should write a memoir. Yeah, so I, I guess the the one that just, like, jumps to my mind where if I think of, like, one of the most embarrassing moments of, of my life, but, like, one that I, like, laughed at, like, kind of, like, in the moment, because if I didn't, it would have been, like, even more <laughs> miserable. <laughs> so, like, in high school, I was, like, a part of this, like, improv group or whatever, yeah. and we would, like, practice, like, twice a week. And that was basically, like, two hours each, like, session, like, trying to, like, during, like, improv stuff, like, you literally are running every type of game or, like, scene work. Right. So, like, there's stuff where you get, like, great games and stuff where you feel like your mind is numbing into, like, a static field because you're trying to figure stuff out or whatever. Yeah. So there was, like, one day where I was wearing, like, shorts and, like, I was doing a scene where somehow, I don't even remember what it was, but, like, I, I, squat, I squatted down too fast and I, like, ripped like my pants like directly in half <laughs> but like not even like not like ripped pants where it's like it's a hole it's like I found this sweet spot of like the back of my pants where like it's split in half like the whole back seam <laughs> so like there's almost nothing holding the back of it like together no so I like do that in the middle of the scene and I like finish the rest <gasps> of the scene like not moving like oh. somehow point where nobody figured it out and like no. so then like because you do a scene and then you back out and then somebody else does a scene until you like walk in and stuff right so i'm like <laughs> it's like my turn to back out and i'm with my friend um ethan at the time and i'm like talking i'm like looking at him i'm like dude, dude, get over here. he's like he's like what what <laughs> and i'm like i'm like I'm like, I ripped my pants. He, and he's like, oh, yeah, the, like, that's a good suggestion. We sh he thinks I'm giving him a suggestion. Oh, for, like, yeah. I'm like, no, dude. Like, <laughs> it's, I was, like, it was the first time I, like, told a man where it's like, look at my butt. Like, so <laughs> he, he, like, looks back and he's like. <laughs> so then, like, he, like, he just, like, immediately, like, he's, like, laughing. But then he kind of just, like, stands in front of me. Like, he, he's, like, my personal bodyguard or yeah. something <laughs> so then we like do the next scene 
he's like pretending to be my bodyguard or whatever <laughs> while I'm like not moving and my pants are just like completely ripped like Aww. like at any like wrong turn like they might they could just fall off because there's like so little of it like being left held together so then like the scene ends and like my friend's like still acting like a bodyguard in front of me or whatever <laughs> our teacher's like like what's up like the scene's <laughs> over <laughs> and I'm just like standing there I'm like my, my pants are like completely ripped like I can't move <laughs> so then like everybody like laughs for like they <laughs> like we spend like a whole like 10 minute slot just like <laughs> laughing about it because it's Aww. just like so like stupidly like dumb funny yeah. so, <laughs> so my friend kipper like he had like an extra pair of like sweatpants on him just like apparently like apparently he just had an extra pair <laughs> in case he wets himself whatever but he's like i think he's like six four or six five or oh, something no. like that <laughs> and, and my friend ethan are like ushering me out like making sure nobody like sees me like indecently so then I like put his sweatpants on and they like fit perfectly where I'm like like they fit like a glove and I'm like oh is this do I think I'm like wrong about my height or does he just have a stupid (laughs) long torso like I don't know so then yeah so then I wear his pants and I like wear them the rest of the day because I don't have any pants to wear Mm -hmm. but yeah this kind of like it it kind of ends like dumb like that but just like in the no. moment like how long it's sustained so before funny. anybody knew that like <laughs> and they're like why is he still your bodyguard that's really <laughs> funny um were you allowed to wear sweatpants in school yeah i think you could i just think that day because i think it was like warmer out so i was just wearing mm. like shorts oh yeah you had like, shorts on like to this day i still get nervous whenever i wear shorts that like <laughs> i'm gonna like move like too fast in like the wrong type of like position or direction yeah, <laughs> and would, like be in a situation that I can't control <laughs> it's a good thing you weren't wearing a thong cause... yeah or like I mean it was good that like I was wearing underwear because like I've right. known some guys that like on certain days it's like oh like how long could you go without like wearing underwear and just wearing pants like Why? pretty much so hope I- I'm glad hope they were doing laundry a lot <laughs> I'm glad that I'm not that dumb that is funny how, wait, did, how old did you say you were? I think like, I was like, I think I was 16. That is a good time. Were there girls in the improv group? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> did you fancy any of them? So it was extra like, I hope she doesn't see my butt. I can't remember, but like my sister was also there too. So it's like, that's not something I'm going to live down. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's gonna that makes me. sense too. Was she a freshman? Yeah, I think, yeah, when I was a junior, my sister was a freshman, yeah. Okay. At first I was like, it's kind of interesting. I think a lot of my friends are the youngest sibling, and I'm the youngest sibling. So you'd think that we wouldn't be friends with each other if if birth order affected our personalities a lot. You'd think that we... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fact that, like, you're the youngest in your family, I know our friendship will never be as deep as it could have been no but i i also was gonna say that i i feel like my my friends also tend to be split between being the youngest or the oldest and be and my friends who are the oldest i feel like for lack of a better word take care of me or like yeah it's like more of that yeah like air about i like yeah go to those ones for advice more or like they just seem like they have their life together more and stuff like that do you feel so you're the oldest of three no, I'm actually not. So oh, I have not. a, this is actually like a funny joke because this is what we made fun of my, I have an older sister. Oh. So my older sister is like two years older than me. And then there's me, then my younger sister, who's two and a half years younger than me. And then my younger brother, who's eight years younger than me. But we've kind of like had What's a your joke. name again? My, my older sister's name is Jackie. No, I said what's your fun. name again? Because I don't know who you are. Wait, what my name is? Or? Yeah, I don't know who you are. I feel no. embarrassed that I didn't know that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, my name's Steve. Um, oh, no. I wrote the script wrong. Yeah, hired the wrong guy. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Sister, you. Yeah. Sister, brother. Yeah. And the what brother's... My okay, brother is... My brother, I think he just turned 15 a month ago. Aww. One of my sisters is eight years older than me, so that's a nice age gap. She's oh, the so one. 
she's turning 35, correct? <laughs> no, that was my that was my brother-in-law's sister. I don't know what to call that person. Your brother-in-law's sister? Is that your sister-in-law? Sister. I think it's your sister-in-law. Yeah, one of my one of my extended fam. But the one who's eight years older than me is too embarrassed to come on the podcast because everything I post on social media or anything is embarrassing to my family. But <laughs> but I'm sure you're you're proud of your younger brother. Oh yeah, <laughs> utmost proud. Utmost proud. Oh, I was gonna talk about the first time I ever acted, I say this in air quotes, um, was I think fifth grade. And we did a little junior play called Tongue Twisted. Ring any bells? No. It shouldn't. It probably shouldn't with (laughs) anyone. I played a girl named Dora Dimbulb. And I still remember this. Um, Her name was Dora Dimbulb. And the principal was like, Kelly, you'll be perfect for this. And I was like, rude. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Dimbulb. I was so I was like the main comic relief because I was the main girl's like trusty little assistant and so all I remember is I would keep wearing like weird disguises in the scenes to be like spying on people for my boss but I also secretly just wanted everyone to get along so I was like conflicted I I just wanted people to like swing dance together in the play like my character was just like guys I'm gonna play swing dancing music and you better dance together and get along like it was just this weird character and that is all I remember about it but I do remember taking it very seriously as a fifth grader and and thinking it was the most <laughs> sorry I just sneezed. I cannot believe you just sneezed I, I'm sorry like I, Dora Dimbulb I, I like got it like it just came I couldn't control it I'm sorry it's okay I also wanted that story to be over yeah so this is the part in the script where Kelly is trying to deal with the betrayal by Steven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now she's gonna... And she's not dealing well. She's not coping super great right now. <laughs> but it was a fun time. Um, but I but I just wanted to mention that I feel like I like took it really seriously as a fifth grader. I was like, what's my motivation? Like I knew nothing about acting, obviously, and I'd never done anything like that. And it was just for like for the parents. So it wasn't anything actually cool. But I remember being like, okay, like, I'm going to be really good. And and then I, like, didn't act until ninth grade or whatever. And act is super, like, soft act. I don't know. This story kind of reminds me of when I did, um, I did Augustus Gloop in <gasps> Willy Wonka when I was in Cute. eighth grade. Aww. And I literally took it way too seriously where I was like, I'm going to, like, change people's lives, like, doing this show. <laughs> yeah, so the funny thing about that is, like, Augustus Gloop, obviously like loves like eating chocolate yeah which is kind of like his whole like it really is like his whole character yeah. thing shabab or that's whatever. his motivation it, it, like it's his reason for being there and <laughs> I, <laughs> for the ladies and gentlemen that may not be cued in on this information i have like severe dairy allergies so my teacher was like hey like are we gonna like go the distance and have all this chocolate like oh won't it be like so cool that you'll like, you'll be the only person who gets to, like, eat all this chocolate. Wow, crazy. And I'm like, no, like, I can't do that. Aww. So they're like, well, why didn't you put, like, on your audition form that you... Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm like, well, I'm... I'm <laughs> like, even I'm at in that eighth time, grade. I'm at that time, it's like, well, I'm only, like, 13 years old. And this is really, like, the catalyst, like, seed being planted of the, like, nervousness, like, yeah. phase. So then it's like, mm-hmm. well, how can I, like, combat... I'm just, like, a small... I'm not even a man. I'm like not even a boy. I'm just like a small <laughs> lad just like <laughs> trying to deal with this. Augustus Gloop is my favorite. But so did they give you like dyed water? Like what do they have you drink? No, like instead they're, they kind of just like cut all of it out and got a brown blanket and shook the brown blanket as if it was like a chocolate river. And like that was like the full extent that we ever got with that. It, it looked bad. No. If I say so myself. Well, that's the, why it was an eighth. Was it an eighth grade production yeah, or like a high grade. school? Okay, that's super understandable because our like high school productions looked very bad. So <laughs> yours was middle school. That's even yeah. even more understandable. We would have those curtain backdrops, and then do put like a rock <laughs> to make it to it's make like, our set. 
that that era like it's impeccable set design like the people yeah. who do that like they're the cream of the crop of their field <laughs> i almost think it would be cheaper to like make a set than to buy they those like they would rent those huge backdrops that were super expensive and then not be able to afford anything else for the show was augustus gloop the first time you ever performed uh no the first time i ever performed when i was when i was eight years old i think <gasps> And it was actually kind of weird because I'd never done it before. And my mom was like, hey, do you want to like do this? I, I think our like park district was doing like a version of, I think they were doing The King and I. Oh. And like, I didn't know anything about 50s, like golden age. Understandable. You were eight years old. <laughs> Oscar Hammerstein or anything like that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll try it. I didn't know how to memorize anything or how to sing. So I like walked in in the audition. I did it. And I was like, who even who even knows? Because at that point, I was just a kid who was like playing different sports. So then I'm like walking into this thing and I don't I don't even know what it is. So as I'm walking out, my dad, I'm thinking he's coming to like pick me up and he just walks in. He's like, "Okay, I'm going to go audition, too, since it was like a family like theater type of thing or whatever. So he does it and we walk out. We both like laugh about it. Like, okay, like this is just kind of stupid. Like Mm -hmm. it's like a joke. And then, like, the cast, like, comes out, and we, like, both have leads in it. And then we're, like, really nervous because we, like, have no idea what... You're like, oh, this is real now. We have to do the play. Yeah, like, we don't know... We really don't know anything that we're doing. That show actually starts where I was playing, like, the character of, like, the main character's son. Aww. So, like, the show starts off with, like my, like, my character is just, like, alone on stage for, like, five minutes or whatever. And that probably is, like, the most adrenaline-filled, like, nerve-wracking experience of my, like, young life. Where you're, like, eight years old and you're looking at, like, 500 people staring at you and you're like, oh, boy. (laughs) And you're like, I have them all at my fingertips. (laughs) Or the other way around where I'm like, these people will, like, eat me. Like, they'll kill me. (laughs) No, they probably loved you. Do you remember how many performances you gave um i think eight over two weekends wow that's a lot for an eight-year-old um and do you did your was your dad kind of like i missed my calling or was he just like like, my dad is like very good at being able to just like block stuff out he's kind of like okay (laughs) like whatever like we're doing this now like Mm -hmm. got you i remember like the opening night or whatever i was like just really nervous and I was just like chilling with my dad a lot where I'm like dad like what do I do like how do I obviously seeking like guidance or whatever and my mm-hmm. dad like his job like he's like at the time he was like used to speaking in front of like hundreds of people all the time so it kind of like didn't like phase him in any way but like, like just eight, do it as an eight-year-old it's like well I don't know Aww. so like we're getting ready and he like it's like me and him because I like start the show off or whatever. So he's standing there and we're kind of just like looking around. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, all right, well, good luck. And then he walks away. <gasps> no. <laughs> but like as a, an adult, it's like kind of, that's kind of the same methodology he had where he taught me how to like ride a bike. He kind of just like plop me on a bike like without training wheels and push me down a hill oh, no. and that's how I learned to ride a bike like and right. it was very effective so I've yeah. never respect for him for that I know I kind of feel like our parents generation is very much like just throw them in the deep end like that's how they learn yeah they'll figure it out do you remember if that was the show or if there was another moment where you were like whoa like I think I really like doing this more than sports and like I would rather focus on this yeah no I think that one was like definitely the show because it was kind of like it's kind of those one of those moments where you're kind of like doing whatever else that you're doing at the time and then you just stumble into something that you really connect with and then you kind of like forget why you were doing anything else like that was like kind of one of those moments beautiful write a memoir currently am I'm still scribbling on the script that you have sent me it's not a very well thought out script because (laughs) (laughs) oh did you ever have classes where you could you had the choice to make a video for the assignment i think so 
I think at my school, I started getting assigned those more and more. <laughs> I feel like teachers were just like, I'm sick of grading papers, make a video. I was in a class my senior year called History Through Film. And this is such a perfect example of the kind of videos I would make for my assignments because I would always just like try and make them entertaining and not educational, you know. So it was History Through Film. And I had watched, I don't remember if it was called Frost Nixon, some one yeah, of the it's, movies. It's, it's called Frost Nixon. <laughs> you, you'd think that I would remember. But so for my video, like essay about it, I literally just did a Richard Nixon impression the whole time. <laughs> and I had like my dad's oversized suit jacket on. And I would just literally, yeah, I would do the, the peace signs. And I was just like, they call me tricky dick for a reason. Solutions are not the answer. Women are too emotional for any position of power. And when the president does it, that means it is not illegal and my teachers would be like I mean you like kind of did the assignment like, but it wasn't like 11 year old Kelly's like I am not a crook <laughs> I am not a crook like, okay it's great that you're not a crook but we're gonna have to give you a B minus because this is not <laughs> yeah she was like it was like entertaining but I don't know how to grade this <laughs> yeah and I just would all and but the thing is I just like would have found a couple of those videos recently and I was like whoa I was like way too old to be this <laughs> to be this embarrassing in school and like like showing that to the class is anybody too old though like <laughs> Mike I had a friend in seventh grade anytime a teacher would like turn her back he would like jump up on his desk and like do like a tap dance but he he can't dance for his life he would Mm -hmm. just like at any moment like his mission was to do anything to like aggravate like teachers in like every way shape and form poor teachers (laughs) it was entertaining though it was yeah oh for sure I know I always admired the kids that were like really disrespectful because I so much wanted to please every teacher I didn't even care about my grades that much I more just wanted to like be friends with the teachers so I feel like I like secretly admired the bad kids but also was like I feel really bad for the teacher (laughs) yeah I don't know my my relationship with teachers when I was like younger I was kind of just like I want to like position myself like right in that like pocket zone where one we don't like bother each other like I don't bother you and you don't bother me it's like I'm not like a troublemaker but I'm not like such a recluse where you feel like oh my gosh he doesn't talk at all we have to call on him to get him to engage was like it's like I had social skills at that time I just didn't want to use them in their classes so it was always trying to find like the zone of like okay I'll give a little like tug here and there (laughs) not enough where it's like oh wow like this is like my favorite student but also not enough to be like oh I have to help this student out like just (laughs) the most like average mediocre like zone I would like try to like land in that time I like took pride in like being deeply average. This does bring me back where, cause I don't know, like especially during like sixth grade through like seventh grade, like was just a time where i like, remember like everybody was just like vicious. Like the kids yep. at the days were just like ferocious where mm-hmm. obviously like everybody's like developing at that time or whatever. But I remember even like insults, like, you know how like kids would always like bully each other, like yeah. say whatever, because you're kids, like you say stupid things. Kids to each are other. mean. <laughs> but like, I remember like there's one day there's this girl in my class, because like at that time, and I guess still now, but like whenever I would like get nervous, which was a lot because I was a nervous kid. You would throw Like my, my face would like flush out and like get Aww. really red. So there's like one day that like I was like randomly called upon like to answer a question, and I'm like, oh, man, this is not the contract that I was working with this teacher of neutrality. <laughs> like this is not where this is not what we were working towards. Yeah. So it catches me off guard and I don't know the right answer and I get like nervous and my face gets flushed. And so this girl calls me like she's like, you know what? Like you you know what I'm gonna call you? I'm like, what? She's like, you're a rosacea boy. <gasps> what? And like imagine like at that time it's like sixth grade. Yeah. And so like Imagine, like, being an insult and feeling stupid, one, because it's like, okay, I can obviously tell that, like, this is an insult in some way, but two, the layers of it where it's like, I don't even know what this insult means, so then you feel (laughs) stupid for not knowing. Oh, you're, like, Googling rosacea. And then you, like, Google (laughs) the dictionary rosacea, 
and then it's like skin irritation, right rash disease, and oh. then you feel like even more stupider because then you like actually get the insult like eight hours later. No. And I think she picked that up because like a couple months after that, my sisters were watching like Keeping Up with the Kardashians or whatever. Oh my god! And there's like an episode where like Kim Kardashian like has rosacea or whatever, <laughs> and I'm like. Ugh. And then I, like, watch them watch that. I'm like, why do I, like, see, like, this is, this should have been an educational moment where, like, through watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I would discover what rosacea is. But now I already know what rosacea is. It's not, like, a stupidly intelligent, like, girl at my school, like, insulting me where I can't even decipher what it is. No. Yeah, what sixth grader knows what rosacea is? And I feel like my face still gets, like, it's flushed right now because. Life is hard. Like, it's nerve-wracking. Wow, that's rude. But we do remember, like, word for word, things like that from middle school. Like, that age is so hard. You just feel like everyone's judging you because they say mean things like that, so you know they are judging you. And um, it's not a fun time. Not in the slightest. <laughs> my, my dad and my sister were really into it. Like, kind of like my sister's, like, into, like, the bachelor bachelorette now since she tries to right. like, get me to watch it where I are get, you like, are you trying to say you you watch every single episode of glee but you didn't want to do that well i, I don't think i watch every episode of glee it was just always <laughs> like in the room happening where like you're telling me you didn't enjoy it well yeah it's kind of like the same dynamic of like oh i know the name of every stupid like barbie movie or like barbie TV <laughs> show because it was like constantly playing okay especially like i have a vendetta against like those barbie movies because she would always have like some weird abstract friend where it's like oh this is like a purple rhino dragon that like <laughs> talks to her and flies and like gives her advice on how to like get the guy or whatever and then just oh, no. played all the time and then and she's it's like barbie mermaid and she's talking to like this fish that like <laughs> literally doesn't speak any like audible like English and then it's supposed to be oh he's cute like flounder from the little mermaid and it's like no like flounder from the little mermaid is like cool because he's just a bro but like <laughs> this like this is just like this morphy thing that like I might they might as well just be yelling code at everyone binary one zero zero one one zero like it's like it's like a Charlie Brown's like parent like morphed into a fish oh, no. you have to hear like nag at you like every single time Barbie needs to figure out, oh man, is Ken the one or not? And it's like, of course Ken's the one. Like Ken is literally designed by Hasbro to like be Barbie's like guy. So then it's like, what is like the confusion? <laughs> okay, so you feel really strongly about Barbie movies and you yeah. did not like, enjoy Glee? It was uh, You were a musical theater boy. Well, yeah, but like, like, I don't know. Like I, I enjoy like the actual music so i, I don't mm -hmm. there's very few like covers of songs that i think they're like oh yeah like i'll listen yeah. to a cover of a song like totally get that and i will say the last couple seasons have to be fake they yeah. are like so bonkers yeah they're just kind of weird especially where it's like it will go from like being fun and then they're trying to make it like super depressing and like oh yes. like we're we're giving like voice to all these different things. And I'm like, I don't know like how well it'd be different if a show was like made to like tonally like be that. But when it's like, so it's like, Oh, we're going to talk about this deep issue. And then the next we're going to be singing like Billy Joel songs while we're bopping around. Yes. Like, I always just feel like, uh, I feel a little whiplash. Yeah. And I, and I, I'm a fan of community and I realized that those shows were kind of going on at the same time. So when I, there was like a puppet episode at the end of Glee and I was like, okay, you're not community. You cannot pull this off in this kind of a show. And they would have like, they had like Sue Sylvester had like, I don't even know if they were voodoo dolls or, or like a Chucky, whatever, the, whatever that thing from Saw is. And they were like, <laughs> all I remember is like, she had these like remote control dolls, like chasing Blaine and Kurt into an elevator until they fell in love again. And I was like, this is not a real show. Like they are parodying their own show by the end of the show. But by saying that, I am admitting I have seen most of Glee. <laughs> I feel, okay, it seems like I was unprepared for this episode, but you brought up half of the things I was going to bring up and then it just kept going. So I don't Dang. know. 
I really did study the script where I, I studied the subtext and I figured out I, I cracked the save. Yeah, well. most people aren't memorized. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a professional. I should have remembered that. Oh, we could talk about when you directed me or when I was your stage manager at all. Oh, true. Did that awaken your love of directing and my love of being a doormat for <laughs> <laughs> I do remember when we directed, um, like when I directed, um, like the 10 minute scene of Death of a Salesman, mm -hmm. we were doing that, like, I remember doing that. And this isn't to like to knock off of like the other like women that were like working in our department at the time, but I just remember oh, say that. more. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember doing that being like, wow, like Kelly can actually act ladies and gentlemen, like, <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> what? Thank you. I probably had rosacea the whole time. Oh, yeah. I know I did. I was, like, sitting in the back, like... <laughs> Thank you. I know. I feel like I don't understand what acting is, really, because I think I just recite words, and then and then I don't know what to do with my body. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do with my body ever, but... Yeah, the worst part is the hands where nobody yeah. knows what to do with their hands it's always like i don't know what to do with my hands in real life so how am i supposed to know what to do as a character <laughs> I, I i'm confident the person who created pockets was just tired of looking at nervous people like me trying <laughs> to figure out what to do with my hands and he or she was like okay i will solve that issue for you like it won't be a long-term issue but like we'll solve it yes my great-grandfather invented pockets were you serious? No. Okay. I was like, if you like literally pull out like, like the deed of Abraham <laughs> copyright, like tariff, like creating pockets, I'd be like, somebody else study the script. Oh, wait. So sorry to ask this, but if you, if you were kind of like, yeah, guys, Kelly can act. What, what, do you, what made you want to put me in your 10 minute scene if you hadn't really seen me in anything before? Was I a last resort um, or were you just like, ah, oh, Kelly kind of acts no, it was like actually, a mom. It was actually just more out of like, if I'm, if I'm going to do, because at that time that was more of like a difficult scene to do because we spent a lot of time rehearsing it. It was more out of like, I want to work with people I actually enjoy working <laughs> with. So I like thought of like, oh, like who would be like an actress that I would enjoy working with and would have it not be like, and which actress could I like work with and have it like be a pleasant experience uh -huh. and not kind of like, cause you know, it's, it's kind of like, Oh, like who's the best people ask like, Oh, do you want to work with the best? It's like, not necessarily. It's like, what's your definition of the best? I would much rather work with people that I actually enjoy working with than working with somebody who's awful to work with, but is like supposedly good. Yeah, no, that's a huge compliment because I feel like, not that I'm trying to be an actress, but that's how people get work is like they would way, way rather hire like people that they enjoy than someone who's going to be awesomely talented but a super diva. They just don't. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, like, who has time for that? Like not every day is going to be like a diva fest. <laughs> like every day is going to be like just doing like the normal grind, like and hopefully doing it with people that you enjoy doing it with like so that's why being average is above average it is though it's great um wow i just blinked zoo story i was blanking on what the title was um i love that little show was that a half hour long that was a that was an hour long oh oh my gosh my memory's that bad i already forget everything okay zoo story is an hour long student directed one act not only was it a huge thing to pull off but one of your actors quit like pretty close to was it halfway through pretty close to it the... was like by the end of the second week and we had like <sighs> five weeks to put it together oh okay shout out to ashton mckenzie cool yes <laughs> ashton you are a king and also andrew can memorize like no other yeah like that man is a beast at memorization yeah. i worked the year before while we were working on Pfeiffer's People, Andrew was also with us. And I worked with him on another student directed called St. Joan, which is written by oh, yeah, George yeah. Bernard Shaw. He played like two or three different characters that had like really long monologues and he could like retain it all. And he learned how to do like Tom and Glass Menagerie and he learned his whole part in like eight days. Oh my gosh. So 
Zoo Story is a show where there's like a ton of dialogue from one character and like he has like a 15 or 20 minute monologue on top of like how many other different seven or eight monologues he's doing on top of that yeah so that was kind of a thing where I read the script and I was like I only know like one person in my life and like one person at this school right now that could like pull this off and that's Andrew Wolf like yeah he's the Ron Hermione the Ron, Ron Hermione. Hermione he's the Ron Yikes. he's the Ron Weasley if anyone wanted clarification um throwback to what we talked about earlier but yeah he can memorize like no other I wonder if he has photographic memory because he's kind of like no I just like read it and remember yeah, I don't, it. I don't, I don't think he has photographic memory Sometimes I would walk and I could just like hear him memorizing it. So I don't know if it's Aww. photographic, but he's very good at retention. Yeah. Dang. If only I could retain anything in my brain because I have the worst memory in general. And um, I feel like it's getting worse all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two story half hour. Yeah. Proof right there. I don't remember what year that happened. I don't remember what year it is right now. Yeah, so that, and I don't remember your name. Yeah, true. So the year was Steve Mantell. My name is December 2019. And oh no. <laughs> oh no. Okay, I've taken up way too much of your time. Um, thank you for spewing nonsense with me. And I just wish you the best postgrad experience um you are killing it i'm so glad that we are friends and so glad that you talked to me yeah, um, absolutely right back at you kelly thank you okay mm, i'm gonna stop recording now <laughs> i'll spread my wings and i'll learn how to fly i'll do what it takes till i touch the sky because Make a chance. Take a no, chance. Take a chance. Take a breath. Make a change. Do one. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson was my first ever concert. Oh, wait, was that Kelly Clarkson? I thought it was Allie and AJ. No, it was Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I was seven years old. And um, my dad was like, she's going to call all of the Kellys on stage and you're going to have to go on. And I said, can I go home? Because <laughs> I didn't want her to do that. <laughs> I think my favorite concert that I went to was a Coldplay concert in 2016. <laughs> and it was so good. Yay. Viva La Vida Live is like one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. Aww. Like, hands down. Wow, you guys. I had a great time and I hope that you had a great time. But like always, we need to learn something. So what was our lesson of the day? Always bring spare sweatpants. Keeping up with the Kardashians makes you smarter. And don't tell people they're so young that you'd still date them. What are some fun facts for kids? Number one, an ostrich's eye, ostrich's, ostrich, <laughs> an ostrich's eye is bigger than its brain. <laughs> Here I thought giraffes were my spirit animal. Number two, the sixth sick, sheik's sixth Sheep's sick is believed to be the toughest tongue twister in the English language. I can't say it once while reading it slowly, so I believe it. Number three, like fingerprints, everyone's tongue print is different. And that's what makes you guys special. Have an amazing time. What? I don't know. Love you. Bye. You would always say that cross campus, and I'd know who it was. Yeah, I would be like 27 paces away, and I'd be like, come on. <laughs> You'd be like, my man. I'm like, that's my friend. <laughs>